DeVries. Here. Harris. Here. Wingy. Here. Benson. Present. Mayor Grove. Here. We have a quorum. All right, moving on to item three, Citizens Forum. Is there anybody who would like to come forward? Seeing none, we'll move to number four, approval of the agenda with any changes and corrections. I will make a motion, Mr. Mayor. I'll second. Any other discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? <clears throat> so carried. <clears throat> on to item five, Centennial Lakes Police Department media reports, pages one through eight in your uh, pamphlet. Anybody got anything on that? Okay, 5B, city report, September 2023, pages 9 through 15 in your packet. Does anybody have anything you want to talk about on that? Um, 5C, North Metro TV, September 2023 update. Give it to you next meeting because I forgot the my notes. Okay. Um, 5D, Corporal John Kruger's retirement, November 17th, 2023, from 2 to 4 p.m. Page 24 in your packet. Um, 5E, planning and zoning meeting minutes, October 10th, um, pages 25 through 27 in your packet. Nothing. We'll move on to needing a motion to approve the consent agenda. I'll make that motion. Second. Any other discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? So carried. All right, moving on to action items three, three A, second reading and recommendation to approve ordinance number 23-03, an ordinance to revise chapter 10, cannabis use prohibited in public parks. Pages 48 and 49 in your packet. It normally is. Um, it seems like this would be a good opportunity to, to bring up what you called me about today. Uh, so I'm just going to summarize is that there's been a, a proposal that went through workshop and one reading to have cannabis legis legislation where the city would ban legislation or ban cannabis smoking basically in public parks and on government property. And that's what this proposed ordinance would be about. And that's a summary. And Mr. I, Mayor? Had, I had called Kurt and I asked him about um, like our... Uh, Fall Festival is starting to gain some momentum. So there was a lot of people at the car show on Friday. And a lot of families. I mean, there was a lot of cars there. And then on Saturday, there was a lot of people at the, a lot of kids, you know, stuff. They had the open house for the fire department. And I got to thinking, I said, you know what, if this starts to get to be, people are just smoking weed out there, maybe families aren't going to like it and go, you know, I'm not bringing my kids to this function if they're going to allow this kind of behavior and smell and I don't want my kids to be around it, so I asked Kurt um, if we could deal with that some way or shape or form, just so, you know, they couldn't do it at special events, I guess. I, I don't know, I'm just... The Fall Festival is run by Cowboys, isn't it? No. Who is it run by? Well, the, the fire department by... pays for a big part of it. So the Fire Relief Association does, yeah. not the fire department. Right. Mm -hmm. So it really, technically, it's not a... It's a Cowboys Fire Relief Association. Yeah, it's not a city. Yeah, it's not a city function. But they could decide, right, if they don't want it? They could just say no smoking in our event? They could decide. The city grants them an event permit. So you could somehow work this into the granting of event permits, and then the city could regulate that if it wanted to. 
But I'm saying just even if we didn't have anything, they could say this is our event and we don't want it. Absolutely. Yeah, that seems like that would solve that problem. Yeah, it should be up to the establishment that's running it. You know, it's like the boulevard, you know. They got kids or whatever. If they got an event where they want don't want people doing it, it's their establishment. So, mm -hmm. Smoking is already banned, all smoking, by the Indoor Air Act. Right. So Indoor, but outside is what I'm talking about. Correct. Uh, in, like in the summertime and stuff like that. So we're we're in, this way here. We're not taking away from the businesses. We're letting the businesses decide. Either way. What is the? Um... Well, I get that. I get that, Kim. I just don't. Want to, if Cowboy says they don't care if you're smoking weed, I mean, no. I, I just don't like the fact that now you got that all around all the kids and families. It's more of a family thing. What is it called? The Fall Festival. The Lexington Fall Festival. I, or the Cowboys Fall Festival? I think it's Lexington. I think it's just Lexington yeah. Fall so Festival. So name is on the event? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think if you could put something on a, the special permit where they had to check whether or not they were going to allow it or not, and then we have to vote on it, right? You know, if they say they want to have it, we could say, no, you can't have the event because we don't want smoking pot at your event. I am just was wondering if we had some way to keep it from public events. Or special events. You would have to have some form of regulation that you would pass as a council to to do that. And the only thing that comes to mind is you could tie it to the special event permit. Because they have to get a special permit to allow drinking beer on the, in the outside, right? Yep. I mean, right. We have to approve that. So we approve. They just do it because they're a private business, and they want to. They have to get a permit to do it. Mm -hmm. So they have to get a special beer permit and they have to get an event permit from the city. Because they, they pay extra for Sunday liquor also. So, I mean. That's a question for Mary. I don't know. Do we do you remember? I believe because Cowboy has space for all the permits. They also include in their annual permit. They have a special event permit. Yep. So they're like a blanket one. So they, like the other businesses, they don't need to come in and ask for a special event permit. They already <clears throat> Yeah, and Cowboys has a lot of with the motorcycles and stuff like that. So, I mean, an entertainment that's, permit that's approved through their entertain or their annual entertainment. entertainment yep. And then Cowboys and is Cowboys. a special is or no the fall festival is a special event permit because there's other things you know that go along with it closing down the street things like that. that. I would like to see some sort of you know some kind of guidelines so. And especially events like the Fall Festival, we wouldn't have something like this getting out of hand. It's just my opinion. Well, we could put it in the special events deal up to the discretion of the city council. You know, I would like that. Um, but that doesn't need to be in this that, law. That's just something we do. Right. That could be Again, added on to talk about make sure we got this. No, but I mean, that could be added on to our special event deal, right, Kurt? It doesn't have to be put in this. Or could you deny a permit just based on that? Um, you'd have to, if you really want to deny that permit, if someone doesn't agree to it, you would need to probably write it into your special event permit area that says you can do, you can have that kind of authority. Um, if you're just arbitrarily adding in things like nobody can wear um, green and yellow, right. which is a great idea, but you, you know, you just can't write that, you just can't come up with that. 
Okay. Not a great idea. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think that this is a marketplace issue because I'm sure the fire association and cowboys want people coming. And if people smoking weed is deterring people from coming, they'll probably stop it because they would rather have people there than not there. If it actually is stopping people, I would think they would do something about it to get people there. They're not trying to do it to have nobody show up. I'm just saying if it's legal, because that happened at Booyah. Guy was just lighting up his joint right in front of the Booyah kettle. I mean, what do I do? Tell him no? He told me no. He said I can smoke it if I want. If it's indoors, you can tell him no. No, it was outside. And then that's just you persuading I mean, him. I just don't want, you know. Which is why I don't want it down the street. Did any smoke, maybe smoke cigarettes outside while they were there? Yes. <clears throat> And, the, and on the Lexington events, they can walk down the street and drink. So, I don't know. I think we should leave it up to the, the owners of the establishment to decide if they want it or not. I'll ask again why if cigarettes and cannabis are so much alike because they're smoked, why can't you have cannabis in our city hall parking lot. People smoke cigarettes there. Why are we not going to allow it? Why aren't we going to allow it at, you know, other public property? We were conceding to appease you. We'd rather have it everywhere. Let anybody do what they want. That, no, I didn't even, we didn't even discuss that. That was brought up. Well, as far as you wanted it nowhere, and we said, okay, we'll it's only, we'll ban it on the... Okay, no. we don't have a discussion about it. Parks either, so it wasn't just Diane. It was. Well, no, and and the deal is is uh, we don't allow alcohol on our city stuff. So yeah, but you're going to allow cigarettes and pot on a city street. Then, no, no, no. What I'm talking about our city parks and and the city municipal buildings and stuff like that. Yes, sir. So I feel like we've talked about this now for a couple months. I think everyone knows where everyone stands. So with that said, I'd like to call the question. So, fair enough. I'll make a motion to pass this ordinance as. I'll second it. Any other discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Aye. Read the two. Motion carries. All right, uh, action item 3B, first reading of Ordinance 23-04, an ordinance to re revise Chapter 5, Lawful Gambling, pages 50 to 53 in your packet. And, Mr. Mayor, I will summarize this one. Um, this is a, an amendment to our gambling ordinance that basically gives local organizations the right of first refusal. And we're just taking the ordinance that we have currently, which gave priority uh, only to Anoka County organizations, and saying that if you are an organization that is local to Lexington, that the, uh, the premises that wants to have the gambling has to have a 60-day period where they publish a notice that allows local organizations to apply for that gambling permit. I got a question. Did we, the council do this 
after uh, the station was, because the station had Minnesota or Minneapolis fire in there. It did have St. Paul fire, yeah. Had St. Paul fire. Oh, St. Paul fire, yes. Um, so I'm, I mean, if, if they had it, you know, the council allowed it back then, and our ordinance read different, you know, I got a question on that. So the way that the the ordinance read then, yep, it says that the activities of the organization have to locally benefit the citizens of Lexington. Okay, and at the time. The way that they they convinced the council to to say that it was benefiting the citizens of Lexington is they you know they already have this requirement they have to give over ten percent of proceeds but they gave over an extra amount mm -hmm. and they also made donations to fire relief okay and so that was their way of saying to the council and the council accepted that that was benefiting the citizens of Lexington under that clause that um, to the satisfaction of the council all right. I was wondering how that got through, you know, if that's the only question. Okay. So that's my summary for the first reading. All right. You need a motion? No. Well, we've got to have a second reading, Gary. All right. Action item 3C. Sorry. I'm sorry, real quick, Kirk. Um, what does, how do we, the organization has at least 10 members or participants that are residents of the city. Um, what is a participant? So I was thinking, I was trying to think this through in very practical terms when I was writing that. Um, and I understand like the, you can't name an organization, you gotta. Well, I can, but when I'm, when the way I was trying to work this through is like, you know, the, at Boulevard, it's the hockey group. Mm -hmm. And that hockey group is not actually based in Lexington, but right. some of its participants, yeah. Kids play hockey there. So the idea was to try to find a way for an organization like the hockey club um, where you've got 10 kids in town that are on the team and th so that they could come in and participate in this kind of same ordinance. Okay. So that was the, at least the intention. That's what it is. We got a really <laughs> softball team, so well, no, I'm just kidding. You have ten members. And a beer league There's only nine, ball. right? On yeah. the field. Only, <laughs> I'm not sure when, that counts. Only when they're at the Wait, establishment. My fantasy football <laughs> league, right? <laughs> no, all right. I just was curious about that. Are you guys planning on setting up a charitable gambling organization? Ooh, there you go. They, they might. Mean, they, there's some fantasy football jokes in there about charitable gambling. Yeah, sure. Right now, yeah. That's, they might need it. Okay, I'm sorry to jump back in the agenda. So if you, if you felt like that was a, a, an area, this is a good idea why we have first and second readings. If you felt like that was something that needed to be sharpened up in a way, um, okay. you know, I was just, after our workshop, I was just kind of trying to run through, like, what's going to really happen if you do this? And, you know, how does the hockey organization get to stay at Boulevard and stay in, you know, consistent with our ordinance in the future or some organization like that? So if nope. you have ideas... Um, I'm happy to add or subtract. Yep. No, thank you. All right, moving on to action item 3C, first reading of ordinance number 2305, an ordinance to revise <coughs> chapter 11.4, an ordinance regulating addiction treatment clinics, 54 to 59 in your packet. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I'll summarize this as well. Uh, this is a recommendation from your Planning and Zoning Commission to make these adoptions to regulate uh, substance abuse clinics in the B1, in the B2, and the B3 zoning districts. And uh, they worked on this very hard, 
and came up with a set of protocols um, based on findings of, of problems from other municipalities that had clinics. And so part of that was the research of places like Duluth and some other local area clinics and to see how they impacted those local communities. And so they came up with findings that showed that there were impacts to potential crime, traffic, and environmental issues. And then they made a number of recommendations here for performance standards to address those, to regulate these clinics uh, by conditional use. And then this ordinance goes through and deals with land use regulation, the location of these clinics, that they have to abide by state and federal regulations, that they have to have security measures, traffic and parking control measures, and they have to have uh, measures to deal with community relations. And so that's what this ordinance uh, does in summary. And uh, it also has a, one final provision that if these clinics were to have excessive kind of use of municipal services, is that they would have to reimburse the municipality for those excessive services. Thank you. Looks like um, Centerville is discussing the same topic. They are, yes. So uh, there was some shared research between the two cities on this question, um, and they're they're basically addressing it in I would say almost exactly the same way as we are. As you can, no surprise, I'm the city attorney over there. <laughs> so, but they felt that they had the same kind of needs that we do when they when they looked at this. They kind of said what I think a lot of cities do is that, that there's an important benefit to society to have these, but if you're going to have these clinics, they need to be closely regulated because of the potential problems. So we're trying to reduce our law enforcement calls, not increase them. Well, that's true, but what was the findings they found in other places, the impact it had on there? Well, we really run through that in the, the first part of this um, but what you can imagine is there's some, there's some law enforcement effects because you're already dealing with people that are, they have substance abuse of illegal substances, mostly meth, heroin. And so they kind of bring their own set of problems when they come to the clinics. Some people want to continue their abuse. And so the type of treatment that you get at these clinics uses drugs called Suboxone and Methadone, which themselves are addictive drugs but the replacement addictive drugs. So if you're hooked on heroin or meth, you take Suboxone or Methadone to like make your body uh, not crave the drugs as much. You actually kind of get hooked on these other things that don't have a really dangerous impact on your body, but it gives you a little bit of a high. And so what happens is some people will literally um, sell those for a while because they want to continue on their, their other drugs. And so what has happened in some other communities is you get a secondary drug market usually outside or nearby the clinic. So that's a potential problem. And that other communities have experienced um, traffic problems because these people are addicted and they want to get their high in quickly. And so like at 8 o'clock in the morning when these clinics close, show, open up, there's literally traffic jams around these clinics because people are just rushing in to get their their drugs. So traffic control has been a problem as well too. Um, and then there's also this, the big kind of community relations issue is that 
there are some positive impacts to society from obviously getting people off of meth and heroin, but at the same time, um, these clinics themselves have a kind of a, a dangerous impact on property values and the community, kind of the way communities view these clinics. And so they need to come up with any clinic that's going to practice in town has to come up with a community relations plan because we don't want our residents to fear that their property values are going to drop because the clinic's there or because of the off-site impacts from that. So that involves things like towns that have been successful in putting a point person at the clinic to deal with those questions and concerns from residents. And then finally, just that people have to, uh, at the clinics, obey all federal and state laws. That's a pretty simple one. Um, and that their business model can't impact the city. There are some businesses that they really rely on emergency services as part of their business model. They want um, the police to come in and basically be their, their site security. And so that's why we want to have a plan, security plan, where their people govern, regulate, and provide site security and not our police department. Good. So those are all examples taken from other communities. Good. Any other discussion on that? All right, moving on to action 3D recommendation not to not waive the monetary limits on municipal tort liability established by Minnesota Statute 466.04. Pages 60, 61 in your packet. And this is just another one, another housekeeping item we do every year, same recommendation. Um, There's, there's a statutory tort limits, and um, if we don't waive them, then we get sued. It doesn't go over that. They can't pay more of that. So Right. And there's an unusual law that says that we have to make this declaration every year. Okay. And so please make this declaration. <laughs> I'll make a motion, Mr. Mayor. Second. Any other discussion? All in favor? Aye. Opposed? Carries. Right. Move on to action item 3E, recommendation to approve an amendment to the amended and restated Joint Powers Police Department contract, cities of Centerville, Circle Pines, and Lexington, Minnesota. Pages 62, 66 in her packet. This has the correct formula now, Bill? This is the one where they increment it, right, Bill? Yeah, it's got it's got a three year process, phase in process, and but it gets to the point where we need us at the forty percent, forty percent, twenty percent. So, and it'll get there after three years. After three years, I think if you if you look at the, how the formula is laid out, though, in, in the formula, <clears throat> even with the incre temporary increase in population to the formula, that gives us a break. It'll give us a break over the next three years. So. And that was uh, a result of Circle Pines taking one for the team on that one. So that would increase their cost for three years. And then Senator will be paying more of their yeah, after think, three uh, years. You know, when you look at the breakdown of how the valuations are between the three communities, you know, in the end, uh, Circle Pines and Centerville both have about 50% more value than us, and Centerville is still growing. Um, so it's going to, again, the thing all everybody has to recognize is law enforcement is your most expensive service that you provide to your community, and it's only going to get more expensive. So 
I guess the thing is, is this gives us a little bit of a break uh, based on the former formula. Um, but in the end, you know, law enforcement's expenses are going to continue to ratchet up. And so, um, but I think over time, I think you'll see with the breakdown of this formula, um, Centerville will keep growing and adding value, uh, and that'll offset those costs too. So, okay. I'll make a motion. Okay. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Action item 3F, recommendation to approve the 2024 Centennial Lakes Police Department budget 67 to 70 in your packet. And this will just, based because of the, you guys adopting, and, and, and by the way, Circle Plans and Centerville have both approved, have ratified the, the amendment to the agreement. So now that all three of us have agreed on this new formula, um, I would recommend approving the, the police department budget for the coming year. I'll file that motion. I'll second it. Any other discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? So carried. <clears throat> to uh, mayor and council input. Kim? I have nothing. Uh, things are looking great on syndicate, so we're good. <laughs> Beautiful. There was a fire department, a uh, fire hydrant added. I didn't know we were adding some. I think we Edward moved it. Hamlin. Was Edward it a move? It was relocated, wasn't it? Relocated it, yeah, yeah. From a different place, yep. Oh. Yeah, Travis asked me a little bit about it as well. And again, the location they added it was taken, there was like a double somewhere. So oh. instead, of, instead of replacing that one in a location that's not ideal, it's going to be, there's two hundred breaks, like just off the block. So instead of putting it back there, let's put it in the corner. Yeah, well, that's good. And then what are they doing with the dirt? Are they going to be putting seed down, anything? Yeah, they're going to they'll restore everything. There's a ton everything. of dirt on I the know. ground, I like know. on the street. And I haven't seen street sweepers, and yeah. I've been kind of concerned about the work. Wait, we're pretty going to say is just everybody please be patient because yeah, it's fine. a process. I just know in, yeah. Are they planning on Yeah, they'll be they'll restore it. And the guys, whatever the contractor doesn't get done, public works will finish up. Okay. So they're, they're, I mean, yeah. want to make sure. We've we're already getting a lot of complaints in city hall and and people are anxious about it and so we're we just yep. again ask everybody just to be patient. Okay. It's going to be a long process. Yep. So we're scheduled for the street sweeping, right? Yeah, the, I believe it's October is usually when they do it. Um, late October, so I'm not. I can't remember. Usually, the leaves have to fall first. That's really annoying. Good. Yeah, they are. I mean, it's yeah. keeping me out of it's fine. It's doing a good job. They're looking good. I mean, the contractor's doing a nice job. They're, they're, they're fast. I mean, it's done quite fast. Yeah, so I recommend. Travis asked me, it's like, that's the best way. You, you trust the contractor. You know, they're going to be in. They kind of flexible time frame. They come in when they got the time, crank it out, and do a good job. So. so are these, I had a question for Bill last time when it was, these are all uh, self-drainers, right? Not out there. I mean, I'm not even specking any of them. So I, I 
Because we had some that we had to pump. So. Yep. hydrants over Ephesians did you follow up yeah we're gonna we're working on we've got to um, I we we let Ephesians know uh, that you know that winter I just them them. Yep, yep. and um, but we're, we've got we got some details we've got to work out on the development agreement yet about who is going to maintain that okay. um, whether it's a city and then we charge Ephesians or if Ephesians does it and so then, it, it, right now some of that's in flux. Okay. But uh, we did know we did let them know to check their fire hydrants and winterize them. Um, so okay, that's all I have. Bill, you got anything? No. Uh, do I have? No, I don't think I have anything today. Mm -hmm. No. Can I add one thing? Is there? What about parking over by um, the well, discussion? Yeah, we're going to, uh, Eric couldn't attend tonight, so we'll push it okay. off until the November meet, the November workshop. Okay. Um, oh, I know what I was going to mention based on that, um, just for every all residents to know that winter parking rules start November 1st, so don't park over midnight on any street in Lexington. And that'll... We'll see. We'll see how many calls you get. Yeah, we. I mean, that's that's every year. There's always, you know, we get calls about that, especially new residents. But um, I think for now, that the winter parking rules will take care of a lot of the parking over there. So that gives you guys some time I'm to gonna, really think about what type of parking regulations you want to put in place. Okay. And usually, the police department, the first time around, they just give them a warning. Yep. So. Yep. But if it snows and they don't move, then then it's towed. They get towed. Yep. Towed. So. Need a motion to go into closed session? Make a motion. Uh, Kurt, do you need to... You need to read. You need to read. Read. This portion of the meeting is closed pursuant to Minnesota Statute Section 13D.05, Subdivision 3B, and is permitted by the attorney-client privilege to discuss the pending litigation versus the City of Blaine regarding the interconnected water and sewer systems. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Do we need a motion to go into closed session? Give me a Make motion. a motion, yeah. Diane seconded. Any other discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Carried. Who made the motion? 